0: Check it out. Hey, man, what's that? What's that? <laughs> no way.
1: WTRH, the truth. If you're not listening to the truth, then it's false. The Thursday Thursday podcast.
0: Because I'm your wife.
1: You can't fire me. We in this together. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You are tuned in to episode five installment three of the kings and queens series here on wtrh 98.9 The truth if you're not listening to the truth it's false this is the Thursday thursday podcast and you are with your boy, the h double hark henry uh today again i'm rolling solo dolo because the her is under the weather and she doesn't feel good i think she's kind of faking because she doesn't want to do the shows with me but that's cool that's cool. uh we'll keep her in prayer i'll keep her in love and then we'll you know we'll just keep moving and represent for everybody out there so as you know with each each season we do a series and as i said in the last few episodes this is the kings and queens and we find extraordinary people that we love and admire uh, and we just bring them on to the podcast to bless us with a gift share their story talk about stuff shoot the crap and they're, therefore and so, so on you know that's just what we do so i have a person here who is very near and dear to my heart i've known her for a long time and we are proof we are a hundred percent proof that men and women can be best friends forever and ever and ever so i'm going to let her introduce herself Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name?
0: <laughs> my name is Monique
1: Thompson. Monique Thompson. This is my mo-fro. This is my sister. This is, <laughs> this is my sister from Canton, Ohio.
0: Yeah. I'm doing good. Yes. How are Me and you?
1: Monique, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Me and Monique has been, we have been friends for a long time. And there's always that debate: men and women can't be friends. And I'm like, that's a lot. Uh, sometimes you, you you build a relationship where you're just you're just beyond the love you have for that person is just beyond anything else, and you just have respect for that person. And for me, when I get to that point, I consider somebody's family their family. Just like my best friend Rob, who came on for season two, I consider him my brother. I consider his family my family. And the Same thing goes for Monique and. Her family, some of them. <laughs>
2: her,
1: her 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 brother OJ is my dude. That is my boy Oscar John.
0: <laughs> I gotta tell him I'm doing this with you today too.
1: Tell him he can't come on here because he might say something crazy and I can't have. Oh, you know he will. <laughs> you know he will. <laughs> yeah. So Monique, let's let's just elaborate on our friendship, man. I think we've been friends for. I've been trying. I've been trying to do the math like 20 years.
0: It's been longer than 20 years because Sade is I, 25.
1: Oh, snap.
0: Yeah. That is right. So we pushing 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was a teenager. Yeah. yeah I was a yeah. teenager. Yeah. Oh.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so. The story, because I was trying to, correct me if I'm wrong, because I was trying to build this up. I met you, of course, you know, me and your sister, older sister, used to hang out or whatever. But I met y'all through Stacy because me and her went to high school. Together. She had a party, and that's how I met your sister. And from there, I met all you guys. Is that right?
0: I didn't go to the parties. I was too young to go to the parties. So,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, I I just kind of came in and because Monique has like what three, four sisters? Three sisters.
0: Three
1: sisters, three sisters and a brother. And brother. Yeah. So, when me and Rob kind of came in, of course, we were teenagers. And um, I don't know. I just, I guess we just kind of all adopted each other as brother and sister. And even after me and your sister were no longer hanging out, we still kept step kept in contact for every day, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was my role That's right. You remember getting out the- <laughs> I remember getting out. I remember we got out the car, you was playing music, and you were <laughs> the Yeah, it was <back laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had-
1: I was... That's when uh, I was listening to most deaf. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. So, yeah. So I, it's, it's been Monique. And then uh, Quila jumped in and adopted me. So I I, I had her back. Um, your cousin, Nicole. Yep. Uh, she used to call me at Wee hours. She said, I need you to come get me. I'm like, all right, I'm coming. <laughs> so Right. You was always there. I, that's, that's, that's just who I was man. I, I protect my people And I look out for them And um, there was a time In my 20s where I was working At the high school that you were Attending and I got all Kind of flat from that you know people Questioned this and this and this and that And I, I got to say there was some There was some students in, in the school that really Had my back and really had to check People on it like man you know those Those that knew how cool we were And how you know our, our relationship as friends those who knew I know for sure a couple of them jumped in there and had to check a few people who you know who start rumors even after you left and then quila came up I still had to deal with that that nonsense but it is it is what it is you know people think what they want to think and you know we deal with it accordingly
0: so it was never um for me well you know of course we can say it but people on the outside didn't see it I never even gave you know, ear to that because I knew how we was. You was like my brother. And that that was my response to the, you know, whenever they was coming at me talking, you know, the rumors and stuff. Right. No, that's my brother. That's that's nasty. That's my brother. (laughs) Right, right. I'm like, what ew? Yeah.
2: Oh
1: man. Yeah. I I remember um, one time one of the administrators kind of pulled me to the side and they was asking me something about Quila. And I said, no, I said, I said, that's family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they kept getting in my mix. So I just, I said something dumb. I said, I said, we got different moms, different dads, same mom, same dads. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, there's a, like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Cause you, you know, the, the black family dynamics is, is so crazy. They was just like, oh, I will leave that alone. <laughs> right. Right.
0: They was like, oh. It was crazy.
1: Right. It was like, oh, okay. All right. I said, like, yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> what what has always been your thing on, on men and women as friends? Because like I said, people say it's not possible. We prove that it is possible. What has always been your take?
0: Well, just because I have the experience with you, of course, I'm going to go with it is possible because we proved that it's possible. We, we did it. Right. You know what right. I mean? And it's the intentions of the two people too. You know right. what I mean? I've always had the intent of keeping you in my life as a friend. Right. You know what I mean, and then it just blossomed into a siblinghood mm-hmm. because I would call you crying about something, or sure you know, advice. needing it, needing advice on something. Mm-hmm. And it's just the intent. You know, your if your intentions is pure, and that person is a good friend and a good listener, or whatever. You know, you came with all the stuff that a friend is for mm-hmm. me, and you know, I just rolled from there. But with others. I mean, I can see both sides of it. Right. So, but that's just not the case with us.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, you had some problems uh, a few times. You had some dude calling me in the wee hours. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> man. Talking talking slick, calling my, my mama's house, talking slick. And I had to check him quick, man. I was just like, look, bro. I said, well, we got going on. His brother and sister love, man. I said, I know it, she know it, her mom and daddy know it, the whole family know it. What you don't, what you don't know is your problem. Yeah. And, yeah. and I told her one time, he got pissed. I said, now, I said, now, with that being said, if I decide to move and I feel like she's in a better place where I am than with you, because you ain't you ain't taking care of her, I said, that move is gonna happen. He got pissed. <laughs> he said, I don't think so. I don't think you need it. I said, "Well, we'll see." Yeah. I said, "I said, as long as you doing what you are supposed to do, you ain't got no problems with me." Right. So, you know, he was a lame and a half because I never knew. I never knew who he was. I never knew. I've never seen his face probably once or twice. Mm. So he was one of those guys that like if he walked up on me. I wouldn't know who he was. Right. So I, I remember one day I told my boy Stan about it. He said, "Oh yeah, I know him. I know him." And then we were actually going to the barber shop. So I was sitting there waiting for this guy to get out the chair. The guy got out the chair, and Stan said, "That was him right there." I was like, where? <laughs> he, said he just walked out. He was in the chair. I, mm-hmm. I knew what kind of I knew what kind of dude I was dealing with because if he if he yeah. wanted that, you know, he would have said something. But he didn't. He would call me at night and say something. So I was like, "Whatever."
0: Man. Right, coward, insecure. Pretty
1: much, pretty much. The one thing I have to say that we have been, even though our bond is strong, we I don't I don't I don't think the love and respect has dissipated at all. Because I know we've been away from each other. Because number one, I moved away, uh, only only two hours down the road. But you know, my life started taking a different direction than where it was going from from our hometown. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of times I try to keep our our channels of communication open. But I have to admit how how difficult that was because one at one point I was entangled in all my stupid nonsense and you know and I think at a, at a point you started going a different direction with with your life because you know while while we were together while I was there you know we were always hanging out um, right right always at the mall me you and Shade, who wouldn't speak to me for like three hundred years <laughs> uh, we worked together yeah um. At, at uh, what is that?
0: Jay Riggins, Jay Riggins in the mall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? And Woo! then we, was, we had a couple gigs. It uh, was Jay Riggins,
1: a daycare, and
0: the, the daycare in Maslin. Yep, and then,
1: and it was something else. I don't remember. Mm. But Jay Riggins was wild. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember. Dudes would come in there because we had like it was only like me, Rob, and.
0: Me
1: and Becky. Yeah. Becky. And, but was, it, was, was her name Becky? Becky. Yeah, she was, was an actual Becky. <laughs> um, and, a couple, and a couple others. Yeah. So dudes would just come in and try to talk to y'all. And I had a couple dudes come up to me and say, Well, what about that little short light skin one? I'm like, I'm like, no. Nah. He said, Is that you? I said, I said, No, that's my little sister. He was like, Oh, then they would leave. <laughs> or, they start, or they start, Or they start talking to Becky. So, yeah, Be- yeah Becky was a trip. Her, Chris- remember Christine and that drama she had? <laughs> uh-uh.
0: <laughs> man, it was always something. You would think that we was bringing the drama. Them cats was bringing the drama.
1: Not at all, man. So the story with Christine, she had a boyfriend that worked down at the Sun Class Hut. And then this dude started working with us for the season. Long story short, they went out. She did something sexual to him. So they, they, they was... She was doing the Sneaky leak thing, and um, somehow her boyfriend got hired to our store, so they was all working the store together, but her boyfriend didn't know they was, they was creeping. And, <laughs> and, and then eventually it spiraled out of control, especially when he found out that the cat he had been playing with, he bought her. Oh, strip. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> Man, it was drama. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was crazy. It was pretty funny. One thing me and my wife had had spoke about uh, one of our other episodes were were boundaries. I told her with friends, because we had 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 an issue with boundaries, and uh, we had to get a lot of things straight in our relationship as far as outside people coming in, which everybody deals with. So once we got all that straightened out, she had kind of asked me about, my friends and boundaries. And she kind of alluded to Rob and you. And I, you know, and, and she asked me and I said, I said, boundaries for myself. And I said, because I don't like to be in anybody's way. If I know somebody has something going on, I'll move myself from that situation. And I think and I said, I think my true friends kind of do the same thing. Because at one point you you were in some relationships and, you know, I, I would hear things, but I didn't want to I didn't want to engulf myself in it from being where I was at so I was just trying to set some boundaries for myself Mm -hmm. and for you and and you know that also goes into that that time apart because I didn't really know all of your situation you have any have any input on that
0: yeah um like you said previous um whenever you was here you were you were my positive Mm you know what I mean like you would only allow me to do so much. Not like you only allow me to do so much. I would only do so much because I knew first off, I had some sense, like I didn't want to disappoint you. Mm -hmm. Um, you was my brother, you know what I mean? And then whenever you went away, you know, we was living our, you was there, you couldn't watch me. And I was here and I didn't have you to be like, Hey sis, no, don't do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Don't go that direction, whatever, whatnot. Um, so I went buck wild. <laughs> I mean, I got my, you know, I got my three sisters and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm the middle child. So it was like, whatever tone, whatever beat I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. Right. And couldn't nobody tell me nothing. Um, And it had spiraled crazily. Mm-hmm. And I knew that you had your own life in Columbus and you were established, establishing yourself where you were. So I went about to bring my baggage and try to help you and try to, you know, like help me figure this out. Right. Cause right, at right. that point, you know, I needed to figure it out myself. Right. Um, so it, it was, it was crazy, man. <laughs> I'm going to just be 100% honest with you. First off, I have my oldest daughter whenever I was 16, mm-hmm. but I graduated. Right. Um, After that, I got my own apartment Mm -hmm. and that's whenever it was on, like it was, it was on. I didn't care about nothing. As long as my daughter was cool, Mm -hmm. I didn't care about nothing. And nine times out of 10, she was with my mom and Mm none. And you, you weren't my voice of reason anymore. Okay. Okay. By choice. Um, It just, I went out of control for a while. Right. I mean, out of
1: control. Yeah, because, um, well, well, it's too late to say it now, but, I mean, you the channel was always open. If I would have known what was going on at the time, I would have came and just yanked you out. But I didn't I didn't know. I probably still don't know half of what, what was what, because I heard, you know, I just heard such and such after the fact,
2: and then, like,
1: later in the year, somebody else started breaking me and stuff. I'm like, what is you talking about? I'm like who was that? Why? Why are y'all doing that? But even back then, I would have came back and like pulled you out of the thing. But of course, like I said, mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, "That's
0: the thing." Like that's <clears throat> the thing. I knew you would have. Mm-hmm. But it was like sort of embarrassing where I was at, right? And I didn't want. It was like I you would been you would have been highly disappointed, and that's just what I didn't want because we had such a good. Friendship, I didn't mm-hmm. want to taint it with you know how what I was doing.
2: Right. And I didn't
0: want it to be no type of reflection on you. And I mean, sometimes you just gotta find the life jacket yourself. Right, right. So that's where I was at with that. And you know, I knew that you were doing your and I'm the type of person I don't want to put my um my issues or nothing on nobody else.
1: Right. Right. And, and I can say that's the one thing I respect about you. Now, because that's why I got you on here, because like I said, people that we find extraordinary have a lot of respect for. Because I watched you as a young teenage mother, you know, as a teenager, trying to sort it out, uh, doing it. I mean, other than family, pretty much doing it by yourself. You know, I tried to help out as much as I, as I could. And, you know, Sade will always have have a place in my heart. Watch you from then to the person you've become now. It's it just, I'm not going to say it's blow, or blow my mind because I knew you could do it. But I know how tough it was for you because, number one, I know how tough our city is and I know how hard it is to be a single mother, especially when you got uh, when you got a son involved. You know, like I said, you just you just have my utmost respect because over the last decade or so, you, you really had a woke mentality. And I was just like, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> what book has she been reading? Who has she been coming in contact with? And I'm just like, you know, but but again, that's just that distance between us and our lives being separate. That's so much that we missed out on.
0: Yeah. Um, that all came from that push that, I, I mean, you can call it a success story. I just call it me making it. Mm-hmm. That was all from God, man. Whenever I was at 1038 13th Street in Jackson Sherrick, the place where I'm the senior manager at now. Oh, yeah. We can get to that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was in that apartment. Sade was gone to my mom's house. I had the twins. Whenever I tell you I was living off of a $35 utility allowance a month. Wow. In that. Yeah. And I still had my electric to pay. Mm -hmm. My food stamps got cut off. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a dark, dark. And it was just this one day. Any other day I could take it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it was just this one particular day. I just, I put the twins in their beds, made sure they were secure. I didn't care if they was crying or or what. Mm -hmm. I went downstairs and I got on my knees and I was like, God, if you take me out, of this, I promise you, I ain't going to be living like this ever again. Right. I promise you. You know what right. I mean? Things got to going or whatever. I went to this community college for nine months. I figured, shoot, if I can carry a baby for nine months, I can go to school for nine months. I didn't know
1: that. <laughs> 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 yep.
0: And check this out. The only reason why I went to the community college for nine months was to get my uh, my assistance back. So I was just going because I needed my food stamps back. I had to do something. Got to play
1: the game. Right,
0: right. Right. Exactly right. So went to that college before I graduated. I had before I graduated, I went to this intern at the regional chamber of commerce. That's where I interned at. Before I graduated and got my certificate, I was hired in.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember um, that.
0: Right. So from there, worked there 15 years. Um like and then it was just baby steps. I then I ended up getting a house on Section Eight. Ended up getting married. Ended mm-hmm. up having another baby, and mm-hmm. it was it was rough after the divorce. You know right. what I mean? Right. But um, oh, that wasn't nobody but God to give me the the will to to do it mm-hmm. because I was stuck. I mean, I was in a dark, dark place.
1: Right. Right. So let's talk about you being a young mother and just like where you where you. I'm sure you were afraid, didn't know what to do and just, you know, just kind of give us
2: some input on that.
0: Being 16, I'd have never thought that I was going to be a mom. I mean, I had my mom and that's what I based my motherhood off of. But in Mm -hmm. the same sense, my mom had my dad, you know what I mean? And so that, that was a challenge because mom had dad and I ain't got nobody. So, I mean, it was, uh, without saying it was a struggle, trying to juggle schoolwork, trying to graduate, trying to take care of this little girl. Right. Um, her dad at the time was in jail for a long time. So I yeah. didn't, you know, I I, I ain't have nobody right. except for my family and thank right. God for them. Um, but there was only so much that they could do because mm-hmm. they're not her parent, you know what I mean? So that was a struggle. And then the twins come and it was even more of a struggle, you know what I mean? Because again, same scenario, their dad wasn't in their life like he needed to be. So, I mean, it's it was a struggle, but it's doable. It's all in how you maintain yourself and maintain your situation until you get better.
1: Right, right. I have a lot of female friends who who have children, and um, the stories are sort of sometimes similar. You know, the guy's never around, or he's in jail, or he's just whatever he's doing, and just dropping seeds all over town and not taking responsibility. Now, your twins, when they, your twins came along, you have a boy and a girl. So, how has it been? And, and they're beautiful children, by the way. And you know, they're both gifted. And I have uh, Chris's picture. In my hallway over here. How is it? How challenging was it to raise them the way they are without a father influence, especially in this climate? Because your your children are artistic, creative. They all are. Very, yeah.
0: Very, especially Chris. Chris is so gifted in the way that his mind works and the way that he thinks. I was Fearful, if I'm being honest, I was fearful, not for Sierra so much because I had a daughter. You know what I right. mean? I knew I knew how to I knew how to mold a girl into a woman because I'm exactly. a exactly, exactly. Um, but for my son and even even now, and he's 18, um I feel like the ball was dropped. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And any woman who is in tune with their womanhood and in tune with reality. Mm-hmm. They should never say, I don't care how independent and how strong you are, you can never say that you good without a man if you have a son. Mm-hmm. Because I can't teach about, I mean, I couldn't uh, simple stuff like how to pee. Right. I sit down whenever I pee. Right. You know what I mean? He needed he needed a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of prayer that went into me raising my sons, both of mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, the youngest one, his dad is in his life, thank God. Mm-hmm. But um, Chris in particular, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle because he, he's, he struggled with his identity. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And then I tried to get him um, a male mentor. I tried to put him in different programs around the city that they had going on. Those were just fly-by-nights. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Some of them was just these dudes getting together, trying to get with the moms. And I had to dog this one dude's, I had to dog his whole setup Mm -hmm. and I put him on blast. Like, how can you just leave these young men out here who, you know, needs direction and guidance from a man's point of view, dealing with a single mom and you just dropped the ball. Like I trusted you with my son to teach him the things that he needs to learn as a man. Um, And I still struggle with that because Chris is a lot like me. He don't trust Mm-hmm. He don't trust. You know, he has trust issues. Right, right, right. Um, and I mean it's 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 hard being a single mom with a boy. Now, if I had girls, that'd be cool. Right. But these boys is something different because I'm not a man.
1: It's it's interesting that you said that you dropped the ball or the ball was dropped. I did a previous episode with my friend Tanisha Ward, and she said, Almost the same thing. She said, I dropped the ball on my first son because I couldn't I couldn't raise him to be a man. And she said, there's just things I can't teach him. You know, I can help him grow up, show him, this, show him that. But as a man, there's just certain things I can't teach him, no matter how tough I am with him or anything like that. And she let me know that he ended up going to prison end up devil worshiping and all that and like her her and him can't really have a conversation Conversation because she's a Christian he's in the Satan so you know she says she prays for him hopes he's doing okay and you know when they see each other I guess they hey how you doing but she said as far as sitting down they can't do that because their views start coming in, coming in the light and then they start clashing so and, and she you know she alluded in, in that episode that she has you know, a couple other children and her husband, her now husband has a couple other children. She said every person that she's dated or whatever, when she met that person, she went and made sure that that guy was involved with their children just, just because of the stuff that she had to go through because nobody was there for her until she moved down with you know, her dad. So, I mean, that's, that's real interesting for the, the accountability just saying, you know, I failed. For you to say, I failed or I dropped the ball. And I trusted somebody, and they they failed us too. So now um, he's eighteen. I I thought he was older than that. And him him being what I know of him, you know, just you know, I, I met him like a couple times. And the part of him being an artist, you know, that tells me like he's probably not in this stuff like all these other boys.
0: He's not.
1: And um, he's he is he in the sports and all that stuff? Oh, he's
0: like a whole different kid, man. Since he was. Like two. I knew something wasn't, you know what I mean? He was never, he has a, like the boy is built like a athlete. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And that's just a natural built. He would have been a bomb. He would have been bomb at any sport he put his mind to, but Mm -hmm. he was just not interested in that. He would doodle. He would draw. I mean, it was one point in time where him and I were clashing so much. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get you some uh, paper. I'm going to get you some crayons, paint, whatever. And mm. you express yourself like that. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of us going back and forth, we ain't going to see eye to eye right now. This is whenever he was like 16. Um, whenever he really started bloss- blossoming, mm. blossoming into his art, artistry. Um, and that's how he was expressing himself. But then there was still something he was still withdrawn. And him and I had a conversation before, and I'm not going to go into detail just out of respect for him. Yeah, yeah. Him and I had a um, conversation before, like maybe a, a month or two ago, actually. And he expressed to me, like, mom, I was struggling. Mm-hmm. And he still struggles. He said, I was struggling with my identity. And I man, I was boo-boo crying. He was struggling with his identity. Right. He never had an example. Right. And... You know what really crushed me? Because I have a dad. Mm -hmm. My dad has been in my life since I was a baby. Of course. So I couldn't relate. And that's, it's hurtful for me as a mom. I had both parents. Now I have kids and there's a limit to my relating to them. Right. Um. But going back to the conversation, he expressed to me that, you know, the reason why I was acting out was because I was in an identity crisis, pretty much. Uh-huh. And he was telling me how he was disappointed in my dad. He was disappointed in my dad, my uncles, my cousins, any male that was in my life. He was disappointed in them because he feels like, why didn't they step in? Why didn't, why weren't they there for me? Wow. Uh, why why whenever they were there for me why weren't they consistent right. you know what i wow. mean yeah man that pierced me to my core wow. um and it's, it's it's so important to have a male figure and i'm talking about my son but even for my girls too
2: yeah yeah
0: it's so important for them to see how you're supposed to be treated by a man Mm-hmm. Um, how you're supposed to feel secure in yourself, but he can help that security. You know what I mean? Right. It's, um, man, I, yeah, my son is my heart. Yeah. Um, my youngest one, I can tell the difference with my oldest son and my youngest son, because my younger son, his dad is in his life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I can tell the difference. You know what I mean? Big is my younger son. He's more secure. He's outgoing. He's into sports. He's doing all the typical boy stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now, Big can draw, too, but that's just not his passion. He loves football. Right. He loves right. being on the game. I don't, and, I mean, it just goes back to, yeah, I dropped the ball. Yep, I, I messed up. But what can I do? Not even to correct it, but what can I do to enhance his where he wants to go as a right. mom so I don't know.
1: That's, that's a good question and very difficult to answer Of course you know I've always had my dad and my dad has been instrumental in my life and now that he's gone and I'm 40 years old, I feel that I feel that gap like right now I'm holding it back I feel that gap so I can't imagine having to grow up 18 years and have that I have a gap. He's got a whole space that has never been occupied. And I can't imagine that. And I get mad at these dudes who, uh, oh man, like, like um, Nick Cannon, man. What what he, what he's doing really pisses me off. Just going around, just dropping babies everywhere. everywhere. And, and then wants to come up with, well, we, we ain't supposed to be, Initially, we ain't supposed to be set to just one person, all, all that type of stuff. And he's, I'm a full-time dad, and this and this and this and that. And I'm like, really, you're not. Really, you're not. You've got multiple children by multiple women. And, and, you know, dudes in the hood do it all the time. But you're in a you're in a position where you have a platform where you can be more responsible with your life and what you reflect to these brothers in the hood. He wants to be this, and then he wants to be you know, the talk show guy, then he wants to be the hood guy. And that's why I just, yeah, and I I can't just really, I can't really get with him. But when he does that, and I'm like, man, what you're doing is irresponsible. Because even though you have the money to do it, dudes in the hood don't have that type of access. Mm -hmm. And even if you do claim, well, for every event I'm there, you're not going to be there for everything. Because your kids, you have like eight kids. And they're all growing up different. So when one needs you for this and you might be at an event with another one, they're missing out on something. Of course, he's going to be present, but that's still cheating the children of of what they need most. And, and you know, I, I can't imagine it. Most of my friends are growing up with their fathers. Two of them have it. Well, Tuan, Tuan grew up with his grandfather, so he's straight. And my boy D. I know his mom his mom was strong, so <laughs> she she would lay them out she, I, so i mean she was she was tough tougher than tough, 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 and so they knew not to cross her, they knew not to disappoint her, so for the most part they they came out okay, I guess <laughs> I guess so but yeah i i I really feel for the young man, and i I really hope. Chris really pulls it together and takes his art to the next level.
0: One day I am going to record him, just drawing or, right. or have a conversation with him so people can, and he's so quiet and to himself, have mm. a conversation with him and record it so people can like just get a glimpse of what's going on in his head. You know what I mean? Because he is extraordinary, and if he puts his mind to anything, he excels at it. And what frustrates me so much is these kids growing up without a mom or a dad, you right. don't know how dope you, I mean, how dope this kid is and what you missing out on. Like, I feel bad for the dads because I got some dope ass kids. I'm sorry. I got some dope kids. Oh, you can you missing out on all of this dopeness. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They lost, um, he, he's missing that manly figure, mm-hmm. but he gonna be all right. It's a lot of prayer on the boy. So he ain't got another choice, but to be all right.
1: Right. Is he, is he familiar with uh, uh, any artists, like black artists or anything like that? Or he just kind of just does what he does.
0: Does what he does. He has something in his head, or he'll see something and he'll make it into something else. Um, or you would, I mean, Chris, I want you to draw me a rose and he'll make this extraordinary detailed water dripping off the rose type thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He he just his mind is there.
1: When when you get a chance, introduce him to jean Michael Basqua. I think that's his name. I think that's who it is yeah him, but that's not who I was thinking about uh i can't I can't find him There's this brother who's who's a who's a painter i I can send it to you later. I can't find the information I need right now um where he took and I'm sure you heard of him where he remade classical paintings or class whatever i don't know classical whatever he remade them with like us in the picture you know what I mean so like something from the 13th century of, of a king or whatever it was. And I, and I know you know what I'm talking about. He's took that same painting. He's took that same, he looked at that painting and he remade it with one of That's us. It. Yeah, like dudes in jeans and tims and stuff. Dudes he found on the street. And mm. he, he remade those paintings. I mean, they're huge because in, in the Columbus Museum, uh, he had an exhibit and he's got a couple there. Okay. Um, And I mean, they're they're big, huge, and he's he has them all over the place. So like, and they like put them up next to close to the originals. They'll show you what the original was, and they'll show Mm -hmm. you what he did. Matter of fact, uh, I think he did Michelle Obama's painting. Hmm. I think. Nope, that's not right either. (laughs) (laughs) That's not either. Uh, Maybe he did Barack. Yep. Okay. Yep. I got him. I got him now. His name is Kehinde Wiley. Can you spell that for me? K-H-A- K-E-H-I-N-D-E-W-I-L-E-Y. Oh wow! Yeah, you see what I'm talking about?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Introduce your son to him. Just you know, just just to just to look and just see how far he can go with stuff. Cause I I think at one time he was grabbing dude. I don't I don't know if he's from Ohio. But there was a story. He was grabbing dudes off the streets in Columbus and just putting them in his paintings and stuff like that. But the dude's gifted and, you know, he has some really good work.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh wait. Yeah. So, yeah, put put young Chris on to that. And, I you know, if, if y'all travel down here, he want to go to the museum, I'd be more than happy to tag along.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. That's no, that's no problem at all. I'm always there for you. Let's get let's get to your to your marriage here that you that you had.
0: <laughs> my what?
1: Your marriage. Your marriage. So I was at your wedding reception and I, I think I met him that day and he said something to me. And I said, oh, okay, you know, I'll remember what he said. Um, but he was cool. He was cool about everything. A couple of things that my friends had alluded to in like the previous podcast, because we talk about relationships a lot, and a couple of them said that. As far as women, women want to be married. Women want to submit to their husband, who's a great leader. That's always been the premise of most of our conversations. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have always said that. They pointed at me and said, well, you grew up in what you know what you're supposed to look like and how it's supposed to function. My friends, whether it's male or female, said I didn't. So marriage was a struggle. And I knew that you grew up in a marriage uh, watching your mother and father grow up, and then you know Uncle Jimmy and Aunt Rose. So you've seen the good, good and bad parts of marriage, and, and obviously they worked it out because they're still together. Right, right. So how how does that make you feel when you know you got married and things didn't work out the way that you think they should have?
0: Um, I wasn't mature. I wasn't mature. Nor was I ready to fully take on that type of commitment now that I look at it. I mean, How back then, you? I was 30, like fresh 30. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I was 30. He was older than me, he was nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. So, and with all of my failed relationships, Then this older dude come, he helping me take care of the kids. He helping me pay my bills and stuff. I'm like, this got to be it. You know what I mean? Because he was actually stable Uh and he was actually legit helping me. Um, So I moved prematurely because Uh the idea of marriage was attractive to me. And I wanted to be settled down. I wanted to have that family structure for the sake of my kids, for the sake of me not wanting to be a single woman no more. Me tired of the dating games, tired of the games, period. Um, So I fell into that prematurely. Mm -hmm. Um, I fell in love with the idea of it. Things didn't work out. We weren't seeing eye to eye. I still had my, I'm an independent woman type attitude. Mm -hmm. I did submit. But then there was a limit to my submission because I only trusted me. I only trusted me to not let me down. Uh I wasn't, I couldn't fully give him that wife side that he needed as a man. Uh Um, So I only gave him pieces. I only gave him pieces because I didn't trust you with my finances. I didn't trust you with going to go buy a car. I want to pay the car off. I don't want to make payments. Right. I didn't. I didn't trust you with my credit and stuff like that. So I, I still went into a marriage prematurely, still having this independent woman mentality, but not wanting to be an independent woman no more. Right. So it was hard for me to fully submit like I should have. Right. In a marriage.
1: Right. I don't think. I don't think when me and her got married, we had too much of that issue. It was an issue for me probably more than her. I wish she was here to elaborate on it. Because, you know, that as you know, like I told the story, I was broke when I met her. And she's been at her job for 20 years. So I'm I'm coming in, I'm coming in literally off the street. And so I felt that pressure because I know that she you know when I met her, she had a condo, she had a Volvo. And then as I'm getting to know her, she had a Mercedes once <laughs> and all this other stuff she was telling me. And Everything else she was telling me about, you know, about how she, you know, how she was doing things, how she would go on vacations, whenever she wanted to. And I'm like, dude, I've only been to DC and that's it. I ain't been out of the state. You know what I'm saying? So that was becoming an issue for me, but I didn't, I didn't let it hinder what I knew we was gonna build. I just knew it was something I had to work towards because you know, she she's been like I said, she's been at her job 20 years. And I was finding a new job. So I'm still trying to catch up. So I've gone from nickel and diamond to being a large contributor to what we have going on. And once my contributions start kicking in, you know, we were, we were able to do more things, but she's never put that in my face or anything like that. And I would totally, I would totally say that she is a submissive wife. And she, and it's probably a little bit of something she had to back down on because she was so independent. But it's never been a conflict between us. Uh, but I do know talking to other couples, they have said the same thing. You know, I've I've raised two or three kids. What you gonna tell me? And the other thing about being submissive, a lot of a lot of people don't understand what that what that means. But you growing up in the church and knowing your scriptures, you know what that means. You know what that entails. And a lot of these women today don't. The young ones, two or a don't. And I think that's why they struggle with it because they they feel they're so independent. What is he going to do? What is he going to do more for me if I'm already making my own money? And that's not how you, that's, that's not what being submissive is about. If he's a leader, let him lead. If he's going to come in and, and help or contribute, let him help or contribute. Let him show you that you don't have to take it on all by yourself. And, and, and again, and I think it's that trust issue too because black women get, Get dogged and dirty so much, you know. Y'all you, you have to build up those walls and those barriers. You know, it's it's sad, but you know, I feel like I feel like our men just are, are worse on our black women. Almost like they they hate them or they're jealous of them. <laughs> I mean, you know,
0: in some, in some instances, it it really is, and I can see why you say that because even now, like now that I I feel like I am I'm not established, but I am establishing. Right. You know what I mean, um, so the next dude, you gonna have to come with something
2: mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? How I'm thinking now is, okay, you want me to submit, but what am I submitting to? Right? And right. I need a clear description of what I'm submitting. I have no problem with submitting now, you know what I mean? because I've I've learned what I should have did differently, what I shouldn't have did at all. Um, I've learned things, discovered things about myself going through the divorce or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, whenever the time comes, I want to submit. Right. You know what I mean? I'm no longer in love with the idea of marriage. I I want that whenever the time is right with the right person. Um, And I'm willing to submit. And saying that, you have to come. And I'm not saying you got to have billions of dollars or you know, put me in the nicest whatever, whatnot. Right, no.
2: Right.
0: You have to have that type of leadership because uh-huh. I look at myself as a leader uh-huh. who is not afraid to follow. Right. All good leaders follow. Right. Um, you have to show me under what leadership am I submitting to. Right. It can't be no raff. It can't be no games or nothing because I did that. I'm right. 42. I, done, I did that. Been there. Uh-huh. Um, And I know what submission is about. It's not being a yes man, nothing like that. No, it's I should be able to trust your leadership. Right. Even whenever I feel like questioning it, I should still be able to trust your leadership. Right. So that's what submission means to me. And I didn't have that whenever I was married. And I believe that that's a great deal of why it failed.
1: Right. Right. I know that it is. You're absolutely right. Because in, in Ephesians, because we always read Ephesians chapter 5, 21, 33. I'm not going to read it today because you already know about it. But it, it says in there to to present your wife in a way and love your, love your wife as you love yourself. It says one thing, but it says, it, it's like kind of telling you, make sure you can lead. Make sure you can take care of that. Make sure you, you put her interests in a line with yours. You know? So you know, if you you want a pair of Jordans, ask her. If she want a pair. I just, I, matter of fact, I just did that. She said, "I don't want." Them.
2: <laughs> she said, "I don't
1: want those." I say, "Sweet, <laughs> more for me." But I mean, that's just that's just what we do, and you know, she she's on board for everything that I have, that I do. Now, something that I that you know, something she don't agree with, she'll let me know. Like like even even recording this podcast. I had to let her know because that's my wife. And I had to talk to her about the whole series of, of interviewing women and men. So and we we discussed that. Wasn't a big deal. Then I told her who I wanted to put on. Wasn't a big deal. And I said, Well, I want to bring on one of your best friends too. Wasn't a big deal. But now, if I would have like said, Well, I want to bring on uh shit, I had a long one of my side pieces that I was messing with for a long time, she probably be like, Hell no. But that's just that's just keeping her in retrospect in a line and protecting her and leading her in the right direction, letting her know that I got her best interests at heart. Right. And if if these brothers aren't doing that, yeah, they're gonna it struggle. Is, man. Right. If they if, if if the dudes struggle with that and the women struggle with that, relationships aren't gonna work out too well until you get until you get those things figured out. Right. And then it's
0: I I hate hearing Well, I ain't going to say I hate hearing. I'm learning that I don't want a better half. I want a better whole. I need you to be whole. I need to be whole. And then we get this thing together. I I shouldn't be no half of nothing Mm -hmm. and have you complete me. Mm -hmm. I should already be complete. You know what I mean? And I'm working on my completion. Even at 41, I'm working on my completion. So whenever he do come, whenever he does find me, I'm complete. Well, and you're, I, should
1: on, I should be complete. <laughs> hold on, hold on, as a woman,
0: I should be complete. You you're know right. What I mean? Not-
1: you're right, but you know I'm gonna get you <laughs> because because you are the piece that's missing. So remember that In Genesis chapter two verse twenty two. And me and my wife have this tatted on our hand. God put Adam to sleep, pulled the rib, and made Eve. So he took. The rib from man and made woman and woman means of man or part of man so us men are walking walking around half done and i and i'll say i was because you know me i was doing some wild stuff too i was incomplete all this time in my life until i ran into the her because she fit right into what i was going so she made me whole because even in the scripture says they come together as one flesh so, I mean, as an individual, yeah, I understand as a woman, you know, I got myself together. I'm complete. But remember, always remember, you are the missing piece. Because these brothers out here, we're hard, we're tough. We have this masculine thing going on. But when, it, when you compare a man to a woman, a woman is, is fine, is, is softer, is um, more nurturing. That's the piece that's missing from us. We're the hunters. God took that great piece. To make that other part to help us. So always remember that you're the missing piece. But dude got coming in has to know he's missing a piece. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't know that and doesn't see that value in him, kick that turkey to the side.
0: And you know what's what messes us up as I mean I'ma just say me, what messes me up as a woman mm-hmm. is that I desire, I desire that. I desire that complete relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm human. I, I'm human. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so desire that. And in previous years, my loneliness led me to the wrong situations. So that's what I mean by complete. I need to feel okay with being by myself. Mm-hmm. I need to be okay at this in this season. Mm-hmm. I need to be okay with that. I need to be okay that... This is what I have to do for now.
1: Right.
0: Um, right. And this is me in my completion.
2: Right right until, right. right.
0: until he finds me. Right. That's what I'm saying about I should be complete. I shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, only thing, the only thing that I should be lacking is my king. So that's what I'm that's what I'm referencing to as
1: <laughs>
0: complete.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it. I understand. Because you you my woke friend now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It took years and it it grieves my heart to see young women and I, I'm with them all Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday and Sunday at my job. You know what mm. I mean? I have young women who I used to be you. And that's why I'm so thankful that God put me in places because I had a tenant come in. That's she cool. had, um, she was just like, she was, she got five kids. The baby dad ain't in the life, ain't in their life. You know, she living in housing, of course. And I shared my story with her. Like this chick was giving up. Mm-hmm. And I shared my story with her. I was like, you live at 11, whatever, 13th Street. I said, I live right two or three complexes down from you. Mm-hmm. She couldn't believe it. So it's like, okay, yeah, your situation is dim. Your situation is dark. You don't see no other way. Right. Said, but if you just focus and, you know, I ain't supposed to bring religion. Right. right. You know. But man, you can't tell me I can't talk about God.
2: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: trust me. I know.
0: I know and I I shared my story with her and she was thinking about moving out of Jackson Sherry, going back to Cleveland is where she from. No, going back to Columbus, where she's from mm-hmm. and just moving in with her mom because she think it'd be so much easier. And I shared my story with her and don't you know, to this day, this girl about to start school next month. She's about to start school next month. And it's See? like, it's. I'm just thankful that I'm where I'm at now and you couldn't tell me whenever I was living at 1038 13th Street Southeast 44707 Mm -hmm.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) that I would be able to speak on it the way that I am. Right. And I'm, and honestly, I'm proud of it. Should be. So, I mean, it's, I don't I don't know, I probably got a little
1: off subject, but yeah. No, no, We this is exactly what we want here. We're talking about kings, the kings and the queens. This is what we're talking about. People who are just extraordinary, who, who've who overcome obstacles, who's just doing positive things. And you were probably sent to that girl by God to help her out because she's probably ready to give up. I'm done with Canton. But it might be easier because Columbus is, is, is blowing up. So it might be too much for her. Plus, people don't like to stay They don't like to stay where they grew up, where they were born, where they were raised. She's like, I'm sick of Columbus. I'll try camp. That works out for her, fine. You know, she might find something Then, you know, she might shoot somewhere else. So, I mean, but the thing is, she ran into you and you told her, hey, don't be discouraged. Keep pressing forward because greater things are coming. This is not the final situation, especially if you're young. Let me ask you this question because, and, and you know I, I know you got a lot going on so i'm not going to hold you too much longer me me and the her had this conversation a few times and i even posted it on facebook a few times and i wasn't saying it i was asking a question but i wasn't saying it as fact because i this is how i think but my question was do you think social media and certain artists or individuals on social media lessen your value as a woman with all the stuff. Cause I, I could go on, uh, any one of my social media pages. And if I hit search, I just hit the search button. 30, 30 things of women shaking their butt or got their butt in the camera is going to show up. And I might see two things talking about Dragon Ball Z in sports. And I think that and that's what I'm asking. Do you think that that kind of lessens your value and make it harder for you as a woman to find good relationships or trusting relationships or just make it difficult for you as a woman, even in the workplace? Because, you know, how they see black women, period. Yeah.
0: I mean, yes, because. Where is there's no treasure? There's no. Um, You don't have to work for it no more. Right. You don't. You don't. And then these rappers, both male and female, even these singers, they putting into the ears of these young people fictitious fantasies. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody ain't going to be no rapper. Everybody ain't going to be balling out of control. No. You got cats living in the pee. Thinking that they're <laughs> falling out of control because right. they <laughs> got her income taxes and you got some Jordans and you got right. this fit, but that stuff runs out. There's no, you don't have to. It's too easily accessible now.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, now does that does that devalue me? No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But to a, to an immature mind, it does.
2: Because
0: mm. I'm, I'm not. Sorry. I mean. And it all depends on how you view yourself. I'm not easy. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to work for it. Right, my, right, right. I'm precious. Right. You're and the prize. You have, I, I'm the prize. Right. And so these rappers, again, Nikki, Cardi, whoever else these young chicks is, they up on their long fingernails, weave down to their butt, big dumb butts, big dumb bodies. like Yeah, that. yeah. You ain't real.
1: Right. But right. then
0: you got these young girls who don't have an example because maybe their mom was on drugs or maybe their dad wasn't in their life or maybe they mm-hmm. just went into this rebellious stage where F everybody, F everything. This is my idol and this is who I'm a mimic. After. Mm-hmm. They have those and then they want to be that. Yet and still, your credit ain't established. You mm-hmm. still living where you live in. Right. You you don't have any stability. Uh-huh. And I'm not talking about a car, a house. None of it. I'm talking about mental stability. So you easily influenced by this stuff. Uh-huh. And that's that's where you know I got to watch my daughters. But Chades 25, you know Chades 25 and Sierra's 18. And I'm so thankful to God that my kids most moms probably say this about their kids, but my kids don't think like the other ones. Right. You know what I mean? Even in school, even under this peer pressure and stuff, they don't think and they don't move like their peers do. And I'm mm-hmm. thankful to God for that because I right. had a different mom. But if they if I weren't paying attention to them, you know, and me being a working mom, working a full time mom, I can't pay attention to them 24 or 7. You know right. what I mean? So that just, you know, prayer and using the wisdom that God has given me and praying for wisdom constantly. Mm-hmm. Lord, give me wisdom to help, help me raise these kids. Right. Um, give me what to say, when to say, and when to shut my mouth. Right. Um, You know, because I don't want them to gravitate to what's going on. Now, it's cool for them to listen to it, whatever. Don't be influenced by it. You can add right. your head to it. Don't right. be influenced by it because that's not reality. you will right. end up trying to chase this. Idol and you look five Ten years down the line and you still in the Same spot where you first met this idol That's just unacceptable Right but that's what that's what's happening It devalues The prize
2: Right yeah
0: you know What I mean I because agree you don't, and Then the uh, My kids say I dress like an old Woman I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I do I mean I can get dressed but right. I'm Making sure that I'm covered and I'm shown in the right spots. Like, I don't need nobody to be seeing what's up underneath nothing or to see through anything unless I want you to. You know what right. I mean? Right. But I'm not, I never exposed my, I don't have no broke down body. And I'm going to the gym, by the way. So I'm go I see start. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have no broken up body, but I'm just, I'm modest. And right. I think the modesty has left this generation. Like, these kids coming up now, there's no modesty. There's, no, there's nothing left to the imagination because you're showing everything.
1: It truly isn't. And like, sometimes I'm just like, I'm, I'll go through my phone because, you know, I got my business page and my podcast page and then other stuff will pop up that I have to look over and make sure the wife didn't see that. <laughs> said, what is that? <laughs> I'm like, that's just somebody else. It's not me. But I, I and I'll, I'll even say, put this part, because it's something like we were talking about before. No fathers in the home, no, no 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 positive male role models. put it like that. I was watching um, uh, the secrets of Playboy this week, and the stuff that they were saying was insane. and I was just like, I'm not surprised about anything Hugh Hefner did because he, he did all that. Everything that he did it. You got these 60, 70, 80 year old 90 year old men chilling up here with 18, 19, 20-year-old girls. Yeah, they were doing that stuff to them. And I was telling her yesterday, because it's a documentary and it's got like all these former playmates or whatever, these ladies who work for Hugh Hefner. They're like 50, 60 years old. And they're telling their stories. And they were saying stuff that I've heard people say about, that I've heard pimps say. Remember remember that documentary, Pimps Up, Holes Down? Mm Mm-hmm. There was a part in there by Bishop Don Juan who said, they asked him, how do you get these girls? He said, you can't walk up to no girl that's an attorney or, you know, that's a corporate America. You can't, you can't go up to them. He said, I, you got to find one who has daddy issues, who been abused, who has low self-esteem, da-da-da-da-da. And he said, you got to know how to pick them. This white woman said the exact same thing. Hugh to knew how to pick them. Him and his buddies knew how to pick them. And even uh R. Kelly, he knew how to pick. Them. Cause he was abused too. But he knew, he knew how to get them, he knew how to pick them. Because if their fathers are not, if they don't have male, positive male role models, they're gonna to gravitate to the first one that looks like that one to take care of. And that's when that's when they run in the truck. And then, you know, they go on the social media, opening up the butt cracks and all that, they will gravitate to the first dude. Who come in and say whatever, act like you're gonna give her whatever, use her for whatever, and then don't. Run. And that's the sad truth. I just wish, I mean, they're young kids, but I just wish they would just what is that phrase? See the darkness, darkness before the dawn or something like that? I don't know. I just wish they could see it beforehand before it's too late, because it's 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 really getting tragic. Yeah, it is sad. Yeah. A
0: waste you, it's a waste of potential. It's a waste it's a waste and it's sad because it's so, and it's so many young people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, shoot, and even people my age, our age, like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. Just, be, I don't know. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. i see seen some 40-year-olds out there shaking it, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I went to school. We went to school together. What the hell? Don't you know better? Oh,
1: and, 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 and that's just as bad because it's like, they're competing with the young girls when they don't have to. Right. You know, because yep. when when because cause when black women grow, when y'all when y'all grow, your bodies are gonna naturally mm. go mm. to a certain, yeah, naturally. I mean y'all work right. out a little bit, but some women don't have to, it naturally goes that way. Some of these girls are, like, oh, I'm gonna get a bazillion butt lift, but Looking like a globe while the legs looking like chicken wings. I'm like, man, you look really ridiculous right now. Looking like a lollipop. Right. I didn't think
2: of
0: that. Yeah, Yeah. looking like a straight lollipop. Crazy.
1: Yeah, and it's just like they're competing with each other when, you know, they they, they really don't have to.
0: No. And it's a self-image thing, too. Like, Black women have been dogged for so long. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the pretty silky long hair, mm-hmm. if you ain't light skin, if you ain't got the pretty eyes, the pretty shape, I mean, all of this. And like, you got to go get the long lashes. You got oh, to make sure things. your makeup is on fleek. You mm-hmm. got to make sure all of this and all of that. And at the end of the day, you take all that shit off. You still got to deal with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That stuff's not allowed in this house. I feel it. At all. And she knows.
0: Yeah, yeah, but she, yeah. I mean, but and you she's, know, ch- she's confident it, and it's all about confidence too. Like, I'll be having some bad days, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I don't lack the confidence. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know. I got problem areas, but I don't lack the confidence because I'm not in competition with anybody. Right. I can't. I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to look like nobody else. I'm trying mm-hmm. to look like Monique 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Cause I can't look like nobody. I don't want to look like nobody else, but right. we have an identity crisis too in the black community.
1: Right. We do. We do.
0: So, I mean, so I mean, yeah, it's going to be easy for you to gravitate to what you see on TV or what you listening to or stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, she has, she's told me some things about where she grew up and, and even me, I was hard on black girls in high school, man. You know, we had girls with the ring around the mouth. They used to call her whatever, ring around the mouth. <laughs> or the hair was too short, you call them bald. Whatever, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and some of that stuff is lingering. You know, that's, that's you know, that goes back to mental health because that's lingering, you're insecure. You you know, you, f- you feel a certain way about your, your body and, and how you look. And I had to tell her, I was like, you don't need to do that. I mean, I I got you. I don't need. A, I mean, she really wasn't doing it before. There's a couple of times I was like, "I gotta go," and uh, but uh, that's that's leadership and submission because I'm like, "I right. gotta go." So like right now, she gets the braids all the time, and I mm-hmm. tell her, "I'm tired of seeing that." And so lately, she's been letting the main flow, and I've been happy to play in it. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. "But yeah." Uh, but we we we've dealt
0: with that that type of stuff. Yeah. So I mean, and it's it's fine to an extent, but like where I work at, it's a lot of them girls who can hardly pay their rent, but they coming in there with their nails done mm-hmm. and their lashes sticking miles out, their ha- like their hair. Their hair is done, and I'm like, you don't need what? Who are you? Who are you trying to convince? Who are you? Why aren't you happy with waking up, washing your face, and being you? Yeah. Like, since when did we have to? Well, I, we've been conditioned <laughs> because it's on TV, right? But, I mean, I got the nappy dreads. I love them. Right. This was like one of my best decisions. You right. know what I mean? I ain't got to worry about the hair stuff. None of that, and I'm comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us aren't.
1: Yeah, like like you said, it's like some See? of us are conditioned to look like. Some other type of people, right. And it's crazy how some other type of people
0: are it's breaking their necks to look, yes, like. right, killing us. I mean, what? yeah, surgery, yeah. plastic, yeah. all this. You now, know. It's,
1: now that's reconditioned back into our culture to have the surgeries when we don't need to. I was about to, I was about to break this dude's neck in Vegas because he was trying to touch my wife's hair, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with you? He's like, oh, uh-huh. he's, uh, he's, uh, yeah, because I, I was just happened to watch him, because uh, her and my aunt were putting their shoes on, so they sat down, and he came out of the bathroom. I don't know where he came from, and I just happened to look, and he was trying to pet her hair, and I'm, so I ran over there. I'm like, bro, I said, can I help you? He said, oh, I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm like, you know, safe your cell phone down there to to a slot machine or something. Before you get unsafe. Right, right. So just just that type of stuff. Like I said, we don't have to do We don't. have to do that. We. Uh-uh. We're, we're it. We're the jewels. You're the jewels. Right. So, Mo, I know we can go all day, yeah, <laughs> but I know is. you don't have. So <laughs> I, I just want you to close it out by saying where you are in life as far as being secure, single, and strong. And what is the strength of you being the queen that you are?
0: Um. Wow, you would put me right there, huh? Sure, you know it. I am... I am secure because of all of the mistakes and the learning experiences that I've had. Awesome. Um, I'm secure because I don't feel like I am dependent on any one human except for God.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and what, what I, where I draw my strength is from God, of course, but also my passion in helping others and, loving to see success but welcoming the mistakes as well um wow and what makes me a queen mm-hmm. is because i've discovered her i've always been her mm-hmm. and i'm just been welcoming her lately mm. um yeah and she's pretty dope y'all yeah
1: she is she always has been
0: it was crazy because they i was listening to um Oh, what's his name? Dr. Miles Monroe. Um, and also John Henrik Clark. OK, so I've been watching videos on them and it's like I was born with this purpose. So I, we don't have to do nothing extraordinary except for discover within. Yep. And I've blocked out the opinions and the expectations of others, um, even family. Mm -hmm. like it mainly be family like you need to be doing this you need to be doing that why aren't you you know what I mean right Right. once you block that out and get into your inner self Uh and discover what you've already had that purpose is gonna blossom and it's gonna blow your mind because you're gonna be like I've had this this whole time and I'm just now exploring it Uh um so all those factors and my children of course of course I cannot leave them out. They make me who <laughs> they make me who I am. Awesome. Yep.
1: I'm going to ask you one last
0: question. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> one last question. Have you ever heard of Kevin Samuels?
0: Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels. The, the black guy we got a podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he be dogging women sometimes. Yeah. Is yeah, that him? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? He be speaking the truth.
1: Sometimes he does. Sometimes, sometimes he, he does. does. But sometimes, sometimes he, does. he
0: be taking it a little too far. Right. I be wanting because to reach in and smacking.
1: Because for you, you, he would declare that for each child that you got, you lose a point.
0: Right. I, I've seen that
1: one. How do you feel about that?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: gentlemen. say it. <laughs> um, She she held up a particular finger, ladies and
2: gentlemen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Does he have kids? I guess it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if he did or didn't.
1: I don't know if he has kids of his own, but I think, because he's been married twice, and I know he said something about a stepson and not getting getting the investment back that he put into him.
0: Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, My kids don't devalue me. Mm-hmm. My levels of value did not decrease whenever I had my kids. Mm-hmm. If anything, it increased because now I got something that was created inside of me. I agree. Now is outside of me and it's a pieces of me walking around. I so agree. as dope as I am, I got little mini dopenesses right. walking around. So if anything, that increases my value right. for I, me.
1: I, I have a problem with that comment he makes because my grandmother had three kids and my father's biological father didn't want them. They, they divorced and I think, you know, from the stories I got, he was abusive to her. Mm. And uh, at one point he said, you know, go throw those monkeys in the lake. And my dad hadn't seen him since he was probably like a teenager.
0: Wow.
1: So the grandfather I know who raised my, my father, my uncle, and my aunt He came in and married a woman with three kids and and he has he has some pretty incredible grandkids that he can be proud of, you know. So I I don't like that comment where people say you got kids, nobody's going to want you or you lose value. Because my uncle told me it takes a bigger man to raise an already made family.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. And, and, And my grandfather went into that and didn't have kids of his own. So yeah,
0: yeah. So that's how I feel about Homeboy. Right,
2: right, right. I can
0: tell right. t- I mean some views, some points that he makes are it is I can see him saying that and mm-hmm. I can see where he's coming from. But then the other ones, it'd it be so off the wall, you know yes. what I mean? And it's like he's degrading
1: he does, he does the black woman. Right, right.
0: And we've he, already we've been degraded for from so many other races. Right why would our
1: own right yeah now he's open to say whatever he wants to say but i just think i just think there's another way he could say that like if he's saying well you lose points every time for every kid you have he could just like you know i know you have a lot of children it's really going to be hard for you to find a husband because you know i mean if he said it like that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i wouldn't have a problem but saying like oh you're you're not worth it you know you're down to a. Even though you look like a ten, you're I'm a three. Down to
2: a two, yeah, because
1: yeah, you got four kids or something like that. Right. Just stuff like that. Yeah. I, I just don't like So mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to get your input on that. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you, know, you. I love you. You're my sister. I love your family. Tell your mom and dad. I say what's up. Tell Oscar uh-huh. John.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell Oscar I John. I said what's up. Do you have? You don't have anything going on, any websites or anything like that happening or anything that you're into or involved? Because I know you were you were putting together mother and daughter dances at one time,
0: right? I, I were. A few years ago, I was doing the father-daughter dances, then I was doing the mother-son dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just trying to be more active in the community, but, you know, things happened. My, hap- my life happened to where I had to stop, but crazy thing that you would mention that I am working on or, um, thinking about since I'm over at in my community now mm-hmm. um thinking about getting that back together just okay. to show the connections for family familyhood not just mother daughter mother son and father daughter I want to do like a family thing I don't know what to call it yet but it's it's going to be in the works
1: okay uh if you need help let me know we'll we'll definitely support you two hawks and uh, uh some of you know the radio station that I'm affiliated with in Akron, I know for a fact that they would they would want to help, and um, I can see if there's any resources that that you can benefit from. I definitely got your back.
2: Thank so
1: you. yes, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. You've been a blessing, and I hope that somebody hears this and you bless them bless them enough to keep pressing in the right direction as 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 a single mother or even as as a married woman because, you know, they could be in a marriage and not doing something right and and not realize they may have to do something right. We're going to close it out. Miss Monique I love you. Thanks for having me on. All right. All right. Take it easy.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to 98.9 WTRH, The Truth. If you're not listening to the truth, it's false. This is the the Her's Day Thursday podcast. Always remember, you can listen to the Her and I on our online radio shows every Sunday, starting at 8 a.m. on WMVU.org, part of the Radio Free Network. You can listen to the Two Hark Show, where we're all about music, inspiration and fun. At 6 p.m. on WMVU.org, you can catch the Two Harks Sunday show. We play your favorite gospel, R and B, hip-hop, jazz, and soul. We also have a 4 p.m. show on gospelimpactradio.com, also called the two Harks show music inspiration and fun. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at mister J underscore Hark and on IG at Two Harks. That's the number two. H A R K S. Please. Again, follow us, inbox us if you want to hear your name or you want us to say somebody's birthday on that Sunday. Give them a shout out. We'll be more than happy to oblige. Any feedback is welcome. So until next time, we thank you for your ears and we'll talk to you again.